Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Level Up podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about several things that you're going to love. And I have a very special guest with us, one of my very dear friends and business partners, Leo Valentino. So Leo, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I am awesome. It's a beautiful rainy day in New Albany or Sellersburg, Indiana, where I'm sitting at this moment. How is it there? It's beautiful. I'm in beautiful San Francisco. It's been raining, so everything's green. And my office is green, so got a lot of green around me. I love it, man. So uh, tell everyone who don't know you, who you are, what you do. You already mentioned you're from San Francisco, what it is you do, and uh, a little bit about what it is we do together. Yeah, so we talk every morning. So this is just a little bit of an exclusive recording that the students will get and mastermind members will get and anyone who finds us will get and get some good nuggets out of it. So I'm glad that we're doing this today. But my name is Leo Valentino. I started I started out putting out business principles probably when I was 10 years old, learning how to sell. And I sold candy when I was 10. And every single year I sold a different product up until I was about 18. And I learned how to sell my first house, which was really cool. And I learned that by- that works. Right, it does work. I, I <laughs> learned that by watching mentors, by watching people and copying how they do things and really learning how to mirror people. And that's going to be big for most people in sales, for most business owners in general who are just getting started, it's good to mirror someone and have a mentor that can teach you. And Andrew, you were my mentor for the real estate, teaching me how to do what I do. We bought a couple of houses together. When I first got started, we've continued buying since then and built some, some pretty awesome stuff since then. So it's been a good ride. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. So delving in a little bit today about uh, the mission, the purpose for those who uh, follow either one of us have probably definitely heard us talk about the seven categories of life. So uh, getting clear on on mission and purpose. Uh, so I want to ask you a few questions because you have some really cool stuff you've done, like uh, how you got 600 million views online and built your, your following. And I want to hear a little bit more about that. And then I want to hear a little bit more about how you get clear on your mission and your focus and your purpose. So uh, first off, how in the world did you're 20 years old now, how in the world did you as a teenager uh, begin to get such amazing traction online? So I would say that ever since I was little, I always looked at things as a game. I was always, always able to gamify things for myself and always able to deconstruct things and look at them. For example, the algorithm, the TikTok algorithm, which is where I got my 600 million views is where I gamified it. I deconstructed the algorithm by studying it and I saw what worked. So not a very philosophical answer, not a very spiritual answer that I usually answer with, but it was simply just studying the algorithm, seeing what was working. I had seen a video that did really well but the person behind the camera, there was it was a very unesthetic video. I'm not calling the, the person unesthetic, but the video was unesthetic. So I said, okay, let me just model that, which is AKA copy it, make it my own, and just make it more aesthetic. I saw that it worked. One of my friends calls that swipe and deploy. Absolutely, you gotta do it. 
once you do that, you see that something works, you do it over and over and over and over and over again while adding little switches, adding little fixes here and there. And then now you have a great product, you have a great video, whatever it is, and you continue putting it out until it comes to a point where you have to make a shift. I want to grab something you said there, Leo, because it's so powerful. And I don't want anybody to miss that. And you made reference that it worked. And so you just did it over and over and over again. I uh, want you to delve in a little bit more into that because I see a lot of people who do something that works, get some success. And then for some of us, or at least me as an entrepreneur, it's easy to get shiny object syndrome. So so what caused you to start getting success and then to just lean into that success and to do more of it? Well, I've always had shiny object syndrome and I probably always will, but that's okay. You know, I love... I love doing everything. I love, I love seeing things, trying new things. Um, but it's about grasping it and controlling that shiny object syndrome and, and dialing and focusing on it. I completely forgot the question that you asked, but I only heard shiny object syndrome. So I answered that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I just asked, you know, basically I'll re, re, reframe it a little bit, but with Shiny object syndrome, how did you lean into your success to keep getting more success? Not shiny object syndrome away from me. Yeah, it's 100% on the right track. Despite my shiny object syndrome and the shiny object syndrome that I think we all have, it's about dialing in and focusing because you understand that you need to laser focus in on something that produces you income, that produces you a result, and that result produces you confidence and with that income produces you financial confidence and those things really allow you to move forward. And now you have the financial confidence, you have the income to be able to win your time back. What I mean by win your time back is you can hire virtual assistants, you can hire teams to do the tasks that took the hours from your time. Now you have the time to go do all the other things that your shiny object syndrome mind was looking at. And that's how I understood things is that, okay, there's so much, there's a world of things that I need to do that I want to do, and I, I will do all of them. But I know it's virtually impossible to do all of them with the financial status that I was at. So I told myself, okay, what is the solution? What is, what is a way that I can get this all done without saying that I cannot? Yeah. You dial in on one thing that works. Now you have the time to do everything else, simply. That's amazing. Dialing the one thing that works and that creates the time to do the other things you love. That's, that's powerful. Pure genius. How did you get so smart at 20 years old? For the two more things I really want to get to. And, and these podcasts usually go 10 to 15 minutes and in upcoming, uh, podcast we're interviewing, I'm going to be interviewing several of our students, Leo, as you know, our mastermind members and, uh, and things. So Delve in a little bit to what it is, because you you mentioned you and I talk every day. You're one of my closest friends. We do a lot of business together. We do a lot of cool stuff together. Uh, in the community that we've built together, the, the Freedom Life community, talk a little bit about what it is you do, we do together in that community, and how we created the seven categories of life or compiled them, I guess. There's nothing new under the sun, but we compiled them. So delve in a little bit about Freedom Life, what we do there and, and the seven categories. So I've always been a student and I'm a student of yours and you've taught me a tremendous amount about real estate, how to buy it, how to sell it, how to understand the market and everything with it. 
And what I have come to understand that many, many people who are in the real estate market are also white belt students. And what I mean by that is that they are, they have the white belt mentality. They're always learning. They're always looking for more. They're always looking for something that will help them in their journey. And that's the beauty of the people we have around us is because they can have the humility to learn from guys like us, right? Who are younger, but who have the the experience of doing this business, who learn it the right way, and who have good hearts to do it in an ethical manner with good values. So, you know, what we decided to build was the Freedom Life Mastermind, and we used that mentality to attract the type of people who we could really help. Because you and me, naturally, we love to help people. We love, we figured something out, it worked, it created abundant income, it created abundance of of people, of, of homes, of helping people out. And we just wanted to share. We've always done that with everything we've learned from, and that's what I learned from you. So what we realized is that all these people in the real estate in- industry, a big majority of them, they, they might be successful in one aspect of their life, but many other aspects, they, they are lacking the success. And that, that in terms is in their spirituality, that is in their health and fitness, that's in their relationships. We've been around many people in this industry and we're young guys, we pay attention. That's a big part of what we do on a daily basis is that we observe. With that observation comes the understanding of people need help and we can help. So how can, how, how can we create a business out of that? And how can we create a structure of magic that we're able to produce to people from that? And that sprouted the Freedom Life Mastermind with these seven categories of life. Absolutely. That's a, a lot of fun. And I like what you said there because so many people, and even I struggled with this when I was really young and starting out, was I had a mentality of uh, not enough. You know, I got this knowledge. I better keep it to myself because what if somebody else in my town starts doing it? There's not enough to go around. And I, I love at, at this early age the fact that you already have that abundance mentality. That's very special. And what caused you to, to have that abundance mentality, do you think? I, I always answer this question by saying that my mom always made me feel rich despite us not being rich. And that's, that, for one, allowed me to feel the abundance early on, that, oh, we can, we can produce anything we want, we can have anything we want. But also... I was taught to, despite the ability of being able to quote unquote, have anything you want, don't expect to have everything. Don't always ask or don't always accept everything. So let me try to backtrack that and understand that even for myself, because this is a question I'm always asking myself is, is why is it that some people who are younger understand abundance very early on? Uh, and I think it really was the mindset that there's enough for everyone. Everyone can be as successful as the next person because of what I've seen, what I've experienced, right? You see this one person who built this amazing company and this was the mindset I had. Wow, he's really fat and he's very unhealthy and I'm not fat. And I'm pretty healthy. So if he can build that amazing company while being fat, <laughs> I could probably build a pretty cool company 
because I'm not fat. So that was the logic I had when I was like 12. And I just continued with that. And that was the abundance I had. Now, of course, I have much more of a mature understanding, a much mature definition of it. But I like that one better because I think everyone can relate to that. Well, I think it's very interesting that that's the logic you had because, you know, my initial thought for that thought growing up, if I seen somebody who was having, for example, uh, and in your example, you say, well, they didn't take time to go to the gym because they was putting time into their business. And so I would think starting out the opposite, well, shoot, in order to build a business like that, I have to focus solely on that. And I love that you already had the mindset of going, I can do this and that. And that's very special. You turn the, the what could have been a lacking piece into an abundance piece. So that's special. So really delving into your mission and your purpose, you can share a little bit, however much or little you want to, but talk a little bit about how you have found the mission, the purpose, the fulfillment that you're finding currently through our community, through the community building that you do, the all the things you do. Where's that search for the mission, the purpose common? I know we give back. We do a lot of cool stuff there. And talk a little bit about that. When things get really hard in everyone's life, we need something to grasp onto or else we sink. And that's what I always knew. That's what I always understood for people because I saw people sink so many times because, again, life, life gets really, really hard. So what is that thing to grasp onto? And it's, that is the purpose, right? And that's just the initial. When you're at that point of sinking, when you're in a very deep place and you're, you're going through hardship, you're thinking about negative, like very negative thoughts, you need that one thing to be able to hold on to. And that is your purpose. That's your mission, right? But once you hold on to that one rock, right, let's just call it rock, you can grasp onto another one and another one and another one. And then you build so much momentum but you always remember what that first rock was and it was the purpose that got you out. And it's always going to be the purpose that's going to propel you forward in the momentum. So it's what they call, you know, when you're at the rock bottom, what was the first step? And it was really paying attention to what your mission is, what your purpose is. And, and I like to start at the very bottom because some people may be there when they listen to this podcast, wherever they find it. Um, but when... When we understand that, we know that we don't have to sink so deep to be able to utilize this analogy. We can utilize this analogy when one, one wrong thing goes bad. I don't think I said that wrong, but it's okay. When one thing goes wrong, you are able to still utilize this same analogy, pick yourself up, and remember what your purpose is. My purpose is to be able to provide the experiences to people that make them feel hope, make them feel happiness, joy, and peace that lasts within them for a lifetime to also be able to give out to other people. And when I remember that, I remember it's not all about me. It's not all about my life. It's about everyone else around me. And if I could just take that rock, pick myself up and smile to one person, it's going to relay my purpose to somebody and the momentum starts to build. Wow. That's powerful. And I want to uh, point out something you said when you start to live your purpose, it's not all about me, yet you find fulfillment, self-fulfillment in that giving. Say that again. That it was about the sneeze. Yo, oh, 
pre-bless you just in case. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's awesome. That is amazing, Leo. So for uh, uh, giving back, for helping others, I know we have uh, some charity events coming up. We'll put those uh, links in wherever you're seeing this podcast that Leo and I are hosting together. And uh, if you want to give them a, a brief rundown about the Relu charity event where we're feeding, who we're feeding and what we're doing. Absolutely. So with financial abundance, with abundance in general, there are certain principles that we follow. And one of them is always giving 10% of everything that you make away. I think that's called tithing, right? It is. You taught me that. And... A bunch of my mentors have taught me that. And in the very beginning, I was like, why would I give 10% of my money away? It's my money. And then I, I, got the, I got the pitfalls from that. And it wasn't until I finally took a step back and said, hey, okay, if I had all the money in the world, what would I even do with it? And, and can I even take this with me? So I'm, I started out with very selfish thoughts in the beginning because I, that's just what I knew in the very beginning. And then as I learned, as I matured, that selfishness completely went away and I was able to give every day. Every day I saw a homeless person, I would give them, give them food, I would spend time with them. Anyone who needed some help, I would spend time with them. Whatever it was I could give because I didn't have much in the very beginning, right? And I think that's, that comes from the selfish mentality. However, giving 10% is something I learned when I first started a business and that's what I've always done, learned to do, is that you give 10% to a charity, give it away, whatever you want to do with it. But whatever comes in, um, you always give out 10%. And, and I'll have Andrew, if you can explain more in a second about why we do that. But essentially, guys, we're last month, um, we did an event. We decided to give 10% of those event profits to a charity that we're partnering with, Kids Against Hunger. And on June 17th, of 2023, whenever you're listening to this, in the Bay Area, we're gathering 200 volunteers. So if you want to volunteer, go to relucharity.com, R-E-L-E-U, charity.com. And we're going to pack 25,000 25, meals for the kids of Ukraine. And we're going to do it together. We're going to have a lot of fun. In the evening, we're going to get together, do a little reception, and to celebrate you guys for, for doing that. Because if you if you can't give money, if you can't give whatever it is, you know, give your time, volunteer your time, and um, at the very at the very least, give a smile to somebody who needs it. So that's our philosophy. But Andrew, explain please why we give ten percent away. Yeah. So there's uh, something I always talk about is the principles of giving, and that is that just like if you step off the edge of a building, there's gravity. <laughs> Something's going to happen. And, and it's, uh, it's going to take you down because it's gravity. It's what, what we all know. And so many times I think we get caught up in that mentality that you mentioned you used to have, Leo, of it's mine. I got to keep it. And that is part of the lack mentality. I got $10. I want to make sure I keep every penny of that. I got 10,000 and that mindset never stops. And that keeps us from growing. But if you plant then you reap. If you sow, you reap. And uh, something Jim Rohn always said is, if you don't like what you've been reaping, change what you've been sowing. And so for us, giving that 10%, you cannot give 
in my belief, I've never been able to give while operating in lack. The moment you have whatever that number is, $10, 10,000, 10 million, doesn't matter. The moment you give a piece of that away, you're automatically saying, okay, I have this. I trust you that I'll have more and you're giving it away. And the more you plant, the more that your abundance mindset grows, the more you attract. That's been my experience, the experience of many people I've worked with. That's been our experience in our business, as I know. And uh, you can testify to the same. So that's what I love about it. Not to mention the impact, which is one of the most important things to me, is the impact of which it makes. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for being with us, Leo. Any final uh, parting words that you want to give to our listeners today? The parting words I would say is that lack mentality is something that is poured into us at a very young age and is continually being poured onto us every day by certain sources out there, multiple sources out there, and it's right in front of our face. But the awareness of that allows you to fight it. And fighting it means trying your best to live in abundance. And not trying, I don't want to say trying. Living in abundance by starting to think that way and to shut away anything that puts you in a lack mentality. And it's about 90% of the things out there right now is to put us in lack. So fight it by being in abundance. I love that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being you and shining your light, Leo. Always great talking to you. And I will see all of you guys on the next Real Estate Level Up podcast.